everybody gets it. Everybody's been infected with it by the age of two. So it's much more common than people realize, but not many people have heard of it. This is Point of Discovery. I'm talking with Jason McClellan, a molecular biologist at the University of Texas at Austin, about a virus called RSV. And he's right. I've never heard of it. So it stands for respiratory syncytial virus. Uh, It is a virus that infects the upper airways, and then it can become more severe if the infection spreads into your lungs. So then becomes more like a pneumonia, bronchiolitis, and so it's a leading cause or the leading cause of hospitalization for children under five years of age. People get RSV in all stages of life, but it's most dangerous in the very young and the very old. So for children... Uh, Between one month and one year of age, it's responsible for about 7% of all deaths, uh, which is really substantial. For the youngest infants, RSV is second only to malaria for infectious disease deaths. Every year, millions of people become sickened by RSV, and more than 100,000 die, mostly in areas that lack access to modern medical care. Scientists have tried to create an RSV vaccine for more than 50 years, and so far, none have worked. But there is a new glimmer of hope, and McClellan's research is a big part of the reason. His group is trying a radical new approach to making vaccines. And early signals indicate this new way might be just the thing to bring this killer virus to heal. typical vaccine development, researchers introduce a dead or weakened version of a virus into a person to help the body learn to recognize and fight it. The patient's immune system meets this lesser version of the real thing and makes antibodies, small molecules that stick onto the virus in a way that gums up the works, preventing it from infecting cells. Once the immune system is primed, if it runs across something that looks like that virus again, it recognizes it and can quickly produce antibodies to attack it. Historically, uh, vaccines were maybe developed by uh, starting with a pathogen and doing something to it to make it less pathogenic, such as uh, heat inactivating it, just boiling it or heating it, trying to decrease the pathogenicity or eliminate the pathogenicity, but still allow it to uh, elicit an immune response when injected into people. But that approach has failed miserably with RSV for one simple reason. The virus contains a shapeshifter. RSV has a really important protein on its surface, called the F protein, that takes two different shapes in the process of infecting a cell. In this case, this protein has to go from shape A to shape B in order to cause the viral membrane to fuse with our host cell membranes and then allow the payload, the the genome of the virus to enter our cells. And that starts infection. So on the surface of a virus, let's say the the F protein is mostly in one particular shape. And we raise a lot of antibodies to that shape. These are very good antibodies. And the problem is that when you inactivate the virus, it changes shape. It goes to shape B. And that doesn't elicit a very good immune response. It's at this point that I deployed a very bad analogy from the Terminator movies. I said, oh, the F protein is like the T-1000, which is this shape-shifting robot that's trying to kill the Terminator. He's a Terminator. 
like you, right? Not like me. E-1000. Advanced prototype. Kill us all! Go! My senior producer suggested that if I don't want to sound like an old fogey, I could have mentioned a movie from, I don't know, say, our current century, with shape-shifting characters like, say, Captain Marvel. But hey, you get the idea. So, pick your favorite shapeshifter. The point is, our immune systems would have a hard time recognizing the bad guy, the virus's F protein, because it's changed shape. Okay, terrible analogy, but... Not bad, but yeah, at least the T-1000 is a shape changer, and so if you were, if you were trying to develop security to, to recognize the, the, the T-1000, uh, his ability to change shapes and look like other things hinders our ability to recognize him. So if developing a vaccine the traditional way just won't work for RSV, what then? This is where the bold new idea for making vaccines enters in. A protein is kind of like a microscopic pile of spaghetti with all sorts of loops and bends and twists. The shape of a pile of spaghetti is pretty random, but in a protein, the exact set of twists and turns and where they happen is critical to how it works. To make a vaccine for RSV, McClellan and his colleagues first had to figure out exactly what the pile of spaghetti for F-protein looks like when it's in its initial shape. They used a technique called X-ray crystallography and described what they found in the journal Science, showing precisely where antibodies against F-protein stick. And knowing that, we could then engineer in various mutations. We could replace one residue with another such that they would lock the molecule in, pro in conformation or shape A and not let it convert to shape B. After testing many different combinations, they found a set of four mutations that, together, locked the problematic protein into its first shape. This is one of the first vaccines developed using this new technique known as structure-based vaccine design. Using a deep understanding of the shape of a protein, researchers find out where antibodies attach and then engineer the ideal vaccine. When McClellan and his colleagues, including RSV expert Barney Graham, injected animals with their vaccine, the scientists were astounded. Our first time testing these stabilized molecules, the response was tenfold higher than anything he had ever seen in his life. And at that point, we were like, this might be it. Like, we've, we've got it. Uh, how did that feel? That was exciting. The vaccinated animals, first mice and then primates, started making a potent set of antibodies against RSV, and a lot of them. Now the team has just completed a phase one human clinical trial. They reported today in the journal Science that their vaccine candidate elicits a greater than tenfold increase in RSV neutralizing antibodies, compared to the number of antibodies a person produces naturally from RSV exposure earlier in life. This increase in antibodies is substantially higher than any previous vaccine candidate. But as exciting as those results were, McClellan was careful to put that into perspective. The phase one is just to look at, uh, is, it, uh, is it safe? 
And then is it eliciting the types of antibodies and response that we were hoping to see? It still needs to go through phase two and phase three. And so then we're looking at efficacy, such as is it reducing the severity of disease or is it reducing hospitalizations in one group that received the antigen versus a control placebo group that didn't. Uh, and so things can still go wrong there. Meanwhile, since McClellan's earlier publication of the structure of RSV's protein, other drug companies too are testing their own versions of vaccines that use his same strategy of locking F-protein's shape in place. Very few drugs make it all the way through human trials. I asked McClellan what it would be like if their drug, or even another one inspired by his earlier paper, turns out to be one of the exceptions. What impact would an effective RSV vaccine have in the world? If you had a great vaccine and could immunize everybody against it, potentially you could eradicate it, uh, like we did with smallpox, and there would be no deaths uh, or disease due to RSV. So that, that'd be amazing. Uh, if it worked reasonably well, like, like most vaccines, and we get coverage and we prevent 70 to 80% of all deaths, you're still saving all these little infants and toddlers. And as somebody who has kids, like that, that's pretty amazing. There aren't that many vaccines in the world. Uh, and so if we're able to actually participate in making one that worked and saved lives, that would be awesome. Point of Discovery is a production of the University of Texas at Austin's College of Natural Sciences. Like our show? Then please review it wherever you get your podcasts. And now, that includes Spotify. To see a cool image of the F-protein in the shape that the research team is locking in, the 3D map that's making the new candidate RSV vaccines possible, visit our website at pointofdiscovery.org. There, you'll also find notes about the music you heard in this episode. Our senior producer is Christine Sinatra. I'm your host and producer, Mark Earhart. Thanks for listening.